This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome back, Shane. Very nice to be back. I spent a week in another continent. Madrid, Spain was glorious awesome. was extremely excited to see my eldest daughter, amazed by her navigation of a foreign country in a foreign language, and just really, really cool to see different cultures and different cities and different things interact, and yet at the same time was amazed and just at this point of exhaustion with choices that I had to make. Maybe it's a stage of life that I'm at where after the fourth or fifth meal and the menus, and then I'm I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to eat. After about the third or fourth meal, I finally just started saying, you know what? You guys order. I'm going to eat whatever comes to the table because I am not making another decision during this trip. That's where I went. I just was exhausted mentally with choices that I had to make. I don't know why I had this preconceived notion when I went to Spain that I was going to have to make less decisions, that there would be maybe less choices. And I don't know why my brain went there, but it did. I don't know why your brain goes a lot of places, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) While people started making choices for you, what was your best meal? So I was introduced to tapas that may be not foreign to anybody else, but probably the calamari would be my favorite. We did have paella. It was really good, but I couldn't eat very much of it because it made me feel like a whale. Then we had to walk five miles somewhere because we walked everywhere. We walked 37 miles in five days. Of course, we would eat these meals and then we would walk somewhere. And then we would stop and have some ice cream or gelato and then we would walk some more. It was wonderful, but that's why I didn't feel bad. I mean, I was eating carbs and eating these different types of meals that I typically don't eat. And it was just this interesting, different kind of thing that was going on. I really, really enjoyed tapas, specifically the calamari. Well, if you ever come to visit us in Pensacola, we will take you to our favorite tapas restaurant. So let's talk about choice. We are the choice model. I mean, we use the term independent, but really and truly, we're the choice model. I think it's relevant to think about this. I did actually have this thought while I was gone and having to deal with all these choices, and especially when you're ordering and you're like, okay, well, what kind of tapas do y'all want? And there's three or four or five being ordered. And I mean, it just like, oh my gosh, this is too much. Just y'all choose. It did make me think about our system, our channel, the independent agency channel and the choice model. And I've come to this conclusion that we as agents, we have to manage the choice in our choice model. There's this fine line around, yes, We are the choice system, but we don't want to become inefficient inside that choice system. And I think what happens is, is we do that a lot. We tend to be attracted to the aggregator or the agency network that promotes the hundred plus carrier access. When we hear about come join us in in an aggregator or an agency network and get access to 100 plus carriers, I don't even know how to get my head around the managing choice of 100 plus carriers. Okay, If I'm an agency and especially if I'm growing my business and I'm thinking about all these different carriers, I need to have some discipline around that. I need to be able to say, okay, who do I need to go to battle with? 
especially now when we think about this, we get into this churn of markets and needing new markets, and maybe there's some FOMO in that. But we have to manage that around this efficiency balance. And I think that's where we have to be careful or we write all this business and we're not profitable because we're chasing our tail. We're adding new carriers every month and we're adding a different carrier and our books of business get spread thin, which impacts our profit sharing dollars, contingency dollars. There's just so many things around this idea that stuck in my brain while I was in Spain about we've got to do a better job as a system of managing all this choice that we've created within our channel. And it became kind of more and more vivid to me as I, for some reason, thought I was going to have less choice. I get over there and there's too many choices. I don't want to be this thought of, well, having one choice is what I'm after. That's not what I'm after. I'm just after this idea that says we have to manage this process. We can't go so far off the other end of the spectrum that we become inefficient in our world. I always say the definition of marriage is asking the question, what do you want to have for dinner every day for the rest of your life? And I think that that question causes more stress within relationships than pretty much anything else. What do you want to have for dinner? Whatever you want. And instead of asking that question, one of the things that the cute boy and I have changed to is saying, do you want Mexican, Chinese, or steak for dinner? It's a choice of three as opposed to this open-ended choice. We do the same. We're more specific to actually the restaurant. We will say, do you want A, B, or C? It does bring it down to, okay, that's easier. I can manage that. And it's a great comparison to what I'm trying to say here. When we get into this carrier management relationship world, and we start thinking about this as independent agencies, it's one thing to say, am I going to go to these three or four carriers with this risk? Or am I going to go to all of my carriers with this risk? And there's a couple of different ways to think about that. Are you able to feed the different carriers and have that many? Or are you going to spread your knowledge too thin? But then you get down to what about the actual frontline folks doing the quote, knowing the coverages, knowing the the different endorsement package options, understanding that in a deregulated world that there could be four different auto coverage options in a single carrier and multiply that times three carriers and you're dealing with 12 different coverage options. And so that is what stuck out and what I've had on my brain here is we just have to get more disciplined around this concept. And I know if we're chasing price all the time, that becomes really hard. I think what drives that wide net casting of choice is that we're after the cheapest price or we're after that price element first. That's the part that gets us down that road to start with. But as an agent, and I have my people over here, and my people are going to be presenting proposals, how are they going to navigate this world efficiently? Yeah, we don't want to miss a customer, but at the same time, we got to be efficient. So there's this balancing act of why I'm calling it, we've got to do a better job of managing choice. We have an elite group of core carriers, and then we have additional carriers that are needed within different specialties in different parts of the country. But we're talking about more the idea for our individual partner agents, for people that have independent agencies out there, not trying to constantly quote 30, 40, and 50 carriers, but choosing how many. 
Yeah. To add to that, and then I'm going to answer your question. A group may have 80 to 100 carriers. Depends on how many different states they operate in, depends on geographic regions, all of those things, coastal, non-coastal. Yes, a group may have that many, but when you get down to that individual member or the independent agency that's not part of a group that's dealing with direct contracts, I've said all along, including your specialty lines carriers, and I'm talking personal lines here, 12 to 15 carriers is a good, profitable portfolio. That is a manageable carrier partner portfolio. There are some that can do it with less. Maybe they're doing less of the fringe business. Maybe they're doing less specialty business. Like maybe they don't do a ton of RV business or a ton of classic car or a lot of different watercraft and they can get away with offering the watercraft coverage or the RV coverage or the ATV coverage within those multi-line national carriers. If they can do that and they don't need those few specialty carriers, well, yeah, you can get down to eight to 10. What gets manipulated here that I don't want us to go off the rails with is the group advertising 80 carriers, 100 carriers, 200 carriers, but that's across so many different spectrums. And then advertising that they have that and that they're offering that. And for some really crazy reason, former captive, the producer goes, wow, I'll be able to write 100% of my customers if I had 100 carriers. So there's this sort of manipulative marketing going on a little bit there that drives me insane that I'm calling out our subset here and saying, we need to get better at this as an industry. We need to understand that this is just not realistic for that independent agency to manage that many different carriers. It's impossible. So basically our folks coming out of the captive world are looking for the antithesis of what they have. I think that's why that's happening. That's why the marketing is happening that way. But then they get into the situation and they realize, yes, too much. Because it's a different experience to quote that way. And it's a different experience to create relationships with your carriers that way. Right. On the opposite side of that, kudos to our peer group, our subculture of agency groups and agency networks. We are what brings the opportunity to that agent for that agent to not have that FOMO, for that agent to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to do this with that 8, 10, 12, 15 carrier portfolio because I'm a part of X group and that group has my back and can help me if I get into some trouble here, if I struggle with a carrier. I think being a part of a group actually provides that future partner, that future member agency that leaves the captive system, that is the producer that starts their own agency. It's what allows that agent to do this efficiently from day one. We have to do a better job marketing it that way or making it so that people understand that the value of the group is you don't have to go out here and get 50 companies and not be able to feed them and struggle to keep up with them and do all of those things. You can go out here and start with five because the group is there. The group can bring you that. You can go out there and start with three. You can learn those three. You can learn those five and become really, really strong at your choice model that you've now found yourself in. And now you can go, maybe I'll add a carrier a year down the road, two years down. Maybe I'll add a second or third. Maybe I'll add that sixth and seventh carrier because you started with three to five. And having that conversation, that education around 
this whole idea is extremely important for starting agencies, for new agencies coming out of the captive system or producers starting their own agency for the first time. You've heard me say it over and over and over again, Shane. The confused mind does nothing. And I love it. I think it's spot on. Think about the consumer. Let's take it all the way down. We're going to give you 20 quotes. Don't, I mean, nope, uh, come on. <laughs> that was going to actually be what I brought up next is I see this so many times with, with new independent agents and, and they're like, oh yeah, they, I'm sending them this and I'm sending them this and I'm going, stop. Because here's the thing. For some reason, most consumers don't wake up in the morning and get excited about insurance. I don't understand why. I mean, like they just don't because it's a necessary evil and it's just tell me what I have to pay. Make sure that when something bad happens, I'm going to be covered. That's what they want to know. And that is your job as the expert. Rather than being Walmart, you want to be Neiman Marcus and provide the service. And this is what you need. And I've got you taken care of. It's very important early on in an agency's life cycle to balance this efficiency. This efficiency and choice is what's going to help you reach profitability faster. It's going to allow you to be stronger and more knowledgeable and actually present that Neiman Marcus approach. Because if you're trying to be Walmart, no way you know what the coverages are. I'm sorry. You can say you do, but you don't. And we're missing this. And it's really, really important for us to be stronger around this whole concept. It's going to make our agencies more profitable. It's going to make our staff happier because they're not having to keep up with two or three dozen different carrier coverage options. They're going to be happier. They're going to understand. And it's kind of like putting some parameters around them. If you have a, an inside dog and you let them loose outside, there's a lot of household pets that would just run wild with no gate, no fence, no nothing. They would just, boom, they're gone. And I have this visual of agency staff trying to manage all these carriers that the agency owner brings into them and lays it there thinking that they're doing them a great thing. And you're really doing them an injustice because you didn't create parameters for them to just operate in. They could just do whatever. Well, what are they going to do? Well, they don't want to say no. They want to make this prospect happy. And so they're going to search and search and search and search. And if there's never really an ending, if it's an endless bucket of markets that they just keep going through, well, then they could spend days, weeks on a quote. And then like if Maribel was running around outside, they're going to get run over. They're going to, yeah. It's going to be like, why are these quotes backing up on you? How come we're not getting to these accounts? And you just keep having this reoccurring bad dream for me. I really want us as an industry to get this and get our heads around this. Now, also going back to that Walmart concept, and I don't want to get my hair cut at the same place that I can buy groceries and get my oil changed and get my tires done. I really don't even want to see the eye doctor there. I know the eye doctors there are great, but I don't necessarily get the same service of trying to pick eyeglasses at the Walmart. So not only do we want to be the Neiman Marcus of service with our customers, we want to limit ourselves a little bit about what we do. One of our past failures was we missed the whole idea that this financial superstore thing from the late 90s, everybody bought into this, it's going to win. Citigroup, 
we even in our name, our entity name, which drives me crazy, which we it's so complicated to change. It would take way more effort than it's worth. So we just leave it alone. Our true entity name is Integra Financial Group. That's a leftover casualty of the day of the financial superstore. And we went through this thing in the late 90s and early 2000s where we were going to be all financial things to all people. And we even put it in our name. And then we hurried up when we figured out we made a mistake and filed the DBA and we operate under the brand Integra Insurance Services. Very specific, like insurance has to be in the name. But we originally did not. We originally left it out of the name and... I think about that, it's sort of this leftover casualty, this idea that we are still having those remnants follow us through, you know, um, not having this focus around what it is that we are really good at and picking something that we can be passionate about that we've been talking about for a while now and saying, that's what I do and that's what I'm going to be great at. And instead, casting our net way wider than we have any business casting that net. I do want to say when we are encouraging you to work regularly with a limited number of carriers, whether that number is seven or 10 or 12, those aren't the carriers you're going to be stuck with for for forever because markets change, times change, you change your needs. It's not pick 12 and that's it. It's constantly evolving, right? It is. And I think it's, well, I have to get them while I can get them. Boom. Value of the group. I'm a huge pro group person, obviously. It is the future of the independent agency system, our groups and networks. And I know there are plenty of people out there that may be listening that have all direct carrier contracts. That's great. But this idea that's sort of been solved by agency groups that I have to pick up that carrier because they're offering contracts today. I have to pick that carrier up because they're appointing today. Well, that's sort of this myth. It's it's this mirage in the desert, so to speak. Carriers need distribution and distribution is always changing. That is our value. We are their distribution system. Independent agency carriers need the independent agents for distribution. It's been proven. We've been at this for 30 years on direct. Many of them have direct channels. Fine. Let them keep the direct channels. It doesn't mess with us. We're moving. We're growing. But we get in this mindset that, well, we have to get them right now because they're offering us something. And that's not always the case. They're always looking for good distribution. They're always always looking for good partners. And yeah, they may pull back in hardening markets on their appointment strategies, but that always cycles back. It's very much like the stock market. It would be the equivalent of saying, well, the market's gone down 30%. It's time for me to sell. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Not if you look at it over the last 100 years, the market comes back. And look, if the market never comes back, we got bigger problems than you sold and lost money. We got bigger economic problems. If XYZ carrier never appoints another agent because they pulled back on their appointments, there's a bigger problem. You don't want to do business with them anyway. So this whole idea of I have to take the appointment because they're offering the appointment because I might not have it offered to me in the future. It's just not true. 
because they're in a cycle and they all go through cycles. And that's what we have to get our head around. And it took me a long time to understand that. Look, I'm telling you, I'm not saying, hey, I was brilliant at 24. That's not true. I was that guy too. I did it. I took the carrier appointment because we had to, because they were offering it in our brain. Big group groups and our whole concept there of aggregation, that's created a whole new element here that if I'm starting an agency today, I'm getting four or five, six that I can go to battle with. And then I'm going to be great at those. And I'm going to have strong relationships and I'm going to do everything I can over the first three to five years to become really efficient and really profitable around that. If one struggles and I need to pick one up, fine. That's not a problem. Or if I need to pick two up, great. That's this cycle, this never-ending cycle that I feel like we're in, that we've got to get ourselves out of as a channel. I'm going to leave us with this from Michael Jordan. Obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it. Nice. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.